Hello and welcome to Charles Kelly Money Tips. It's a bit of a late uh, broadcast today because I've, I've had what, what you might call a long day, more like sort of 13, 14 hours that I've been out in, in, in town in London uh, attending meetings and uh, attended a meeting in, in the Houses of Parliament, in, in Parliament this evening, uh, which was a discussion regarding EU rights and what's going to happen to, to EU citizens after Brexit. Brexit and the law, what it what comes next, it's called by the organised by the British Italian Conservatives. And it was a very interesting meeting, had speakers like uh, Alberto Costa, the, the MP, who uh, put forward an EU citizens rights amendments bill. And he, he is also the honorary president of the British Italian Conservatives. But Simon Davis, Law Society uh, uh, President of England and Wales, and, and, and many other speakers. Pre uh, uh, Alexandro Belluzzo, who's the President of the Italian Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we, we also had Angela McFarland, who was the Market Director and Chair of the Brexit Task Force for a company called IQVA, IQVA. And it, 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 all in all, it was... A very interesting. Another speaker was a barrister called Mark Watson Gandhi. And I'll, I'll talk more about him in a second. But overall, the uh, meeting went through uh, EU, uh, what, what's happening with EU negotiations and you know when these have to be completed by. Now, we know that this year we have uh, a, basically a year to get things sorted out and things will remain as they are for the year during this this. Uh, this period of, of period of grace, if you like, where we, we stay as we are until the end of December. But we have only until October to to negotiate a trade agreement and get that ratified in both parliaments in, and, and agreed by European countries. So it, it's quite a tight task. And uh, I understand from Alberto Costa that the, these negotiations are taking place. He said that the EU team under Barnier have a very smart team behind them. They have young, smart lawyers who are tough negotiators, but equally we have uh, good people as well, uh, led by uh, David Frost, not the, the old TV presenter. Hello, good evening and welcome. Not him, but uh, another David Frost. And, you know, we, we have some good lawyers in there as well, negotiating. And, yeah, I, I think it will be tough, but at the end of the day, we do import more goods than we export, but we, we do also export some of the more services than, than, than we import. So we are a service-based economy, so we need to get that right. And one of the services is legal services, for instance, who, who will uh, get to resolve disputes. Obviously, the lawyers are looking to, to, to make sure their business is protected. But one lawyer told me, uh, for instance, um, this was Professor Mark Watson Gandhi, who's a barrister, and, and he specialises in insolvency. And he said that, London is, is like the insolvency capital of the world and we even have bankruptcy tourism here, German company coming here to, to become insolvent. So he, he wants that to continue, obviously. Uh, so th these are the, the sort of things were discussed tonight. It, it, it is good that we know that these negotiations are taking place and they've been taken very seriously by, by business. Uh, I asked a question about UK fishing rights and fishing waters and I, I was assured by uh, one of the speakers that uh, th these will be protected and we, we will get back our fishing waters. 
probably much to the annoyance of French and Spanish fishing fleets. But I don't know. I, I understood that Barnier was trying to hold that out as a bargaining tool and saying, well, look, we, we, if, if you want full rights to, to carry out services from the city, then you might have to give up some of your fishing waters. But that, that remains to be seen. I understand that from the speakers tonight that won't take place, but I, I would like to, to see what happens there. Um, we, we also heard that citizens' rights have been guaranteed. This was because of an amendment put forward by uh, Alberto de Costa, MP, and that, that's good news for the, 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 the three million citizens living here. I understand that uh, 2.7 million people have applied for settled status. These are EU citizens. And of course, according to the BBC, they're all going to go home, weren't they? They're all going to leave the UK and go back to Poland and Romania and Italy and all these things. But that, that, that doesn't seem to be the case. People have, have started to make their life here. They've got jobs here. They've got work here. And even in a beautiful country like Italy, it's not easy to find work. There's high unemployment in Italy, Spain, uh, even parts of France. So, you know, they're here uh, to, to, to work and build a life. And, and that's what many of them do. And many of the British Italians there tonight were applying for uh, British citizenship, even not, let alone settled status. So, so that's good news. These are professional people. We need professional people like that. However, there was a story today that uh, an Italian who was, I think, 101 applied for citizenship and they were asked by the Home Office if they could get their parents to verify their status here in the UK. Well, obviously they make mistakes, but I understand that the Home Office have, have already processed two and a half million applications and they only refuse six of them. And, and that's done on a lower fee. And I think it's unbelievable how many they have processed in, in quite a short time. And I hope that British citizens living in Europe will will be accorded the same rights and courtesies. Uh, yes, I'm sure that the rights will be there, but whether the countries will follow the law as closely as we do and as tightly as we do uh, remains to be seen. But uh, let, let's see what happens in, in, in how that works out. Um, now, I've also... Uh, noted that a lot of investment is still coming into the UK and you, you can read about this you can read how much investments is coming in this is despite the doom and gloom that you know investments are going to pour out of the UK we'll become second-class citizens in the world we're losing our status in the world well that doesn't seem to be borne out by the evidence of investment coming in and one of the speakers tonight was Angela McFarland who's the market development director and chair of Brexit task force for a huge company called IV uh, IQV uh, it's spelled I-Q-V-I-A. Now, they're one of the largest uh, pharmaceutical companies or life sciences companies in, in the UK. And the UK is, is the largest sector for this, this type of life sciences uh, after America in the world. So it brings in multi-billions into the UK economy. It employs you know, hundreds of thousands of people. It's a very important sector. And she is involved in making sure... I think it it brings in 74 billion to the UK and uh, it employs directly and indirectly 750,000 people. And we are the most productive set or they are the most productive sector in the UK. So they, they are working towards making sure that, you know, they have uh, the ability to trade successfully after Brexit. But they're they're currently investing something like four billion into life sciences in the UK we have talent here we have research talent here so that's all good news for for the UK and and good news that you know uh, that we're looking forward to the positive 
future rather than sort of talking doom and gloom and you know uh, uh, that we hear from some some of the Ramonas that everything is going to be a disaster well I don't think it is now earlier today I was in a meeting and sitting next to me were some people talking about uh, I, I was with a property investor but next on, on the next table in the, in this hotel in London just off Maryland High Street was were a couple of people talking about property investment in the UK and they were talking on a much bigger level because they was they were talking about uh, private investors from all sorts of countries around there one of them was Israel in fact that were investing millions in into London into the city of London into office buildings into to uh, shopping centers outside of London and, and, and into the Midlands and you know they've there's more money available to invest in the UK than there are projects probably so that that gave me a, a, a little smile there that you know the people who said oh money will pour out of the UK it's it's actually it's the opposite people are putting money into the UK because they see it as a safe haven for for their money and and they see it as a good place to invest and get a good return because it's a vibrant economy it's the fifth largest economy in the world and it's a good place to invest. So, so that's good news. You, you might look at that and say, oh, well, all these foreign buyers coming in buying properties is pushing up the price of property for everybody else. Well, you, can, you, know, you can't have it both ways, can you? If, if you want it to be a country where nobody wants to put their money into, then you're going to be worse off than a country where at least people are putting their money in, into the UK. So, so there you go. Um, that's just a bit of good news about the UK and that there is life after Brexit. And this year we'll see the negotiations continue and hopefully come up with a, a decent trade deal for our, our service sectors, which is very important. You know, it, it employs a lot of people in the UK, the city of London and, of course, our fishermen and, and farmers and, and manufacturers. We want to see uh, working with European partners, trading and uh, working with Europe, but not being controlled by Europe. And that, that's what really Brexit is all about. So thanks for listening. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Good night and bye for now.